This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. This month's Mensch Leader, Barbara Nussbaum, believes that listening to music with clear intention can potentially make it a transformative language. She is the founder and director of Finding Us in Music, or FUME, and the recipient of the prestigious Social Change Maker of the Year Award at the Women in Management Top 50 Professional Career Women Global Awards. Barbara is this month's Mensch Thought Leader, and Mensch's project coordinator, Jodie Ramsey, will quickly introduce her now. Jodie, welcome. Thanks, Cherise. Thanks again for being uh, for hosting us in the Thought Leader. It's just wonderful to have Barbara on on your show today. She joined Lyft. She joined Mensch through our leadership program. She's been an active member since then. She's a deep thinker. Has curated her art beautifully, and we're also glad to call her a friend. So over to you, Barbara. How can we listen to music differently? Oh, hi, Sharice and Jody and, and all the listeners, and thank you for the question. You know, Sharice, music can be a distraction. Um, it can be used as a way to shift energy. But the main reason and main way that I think music can be used differently is to set an intention about how you're going to listen. So if I do not enjoy the dishes and I play some upbeat music, I can change my inner attitude and I can enjoy the dishes. And all of us do that. I mean, I have done so, so many workshops and thousands and thousands of people from CEO level to middle managers to shop floor workers will admit they will often use a particular piece of music to rev up for work, to just get ready for work. And Quite a few will have a wind-down music to get back from home. And so I think a lot of people listen to music intentionally. Perhaps slightly different about my work is that I invite a deeper level of listening and a layered level of listening. So I will ask you or someone in the group a question. So, Sharice, what leadership gift are you bringing to your work at Cry Radio? And you'd have a week to think about it. You'd have a week to think about it, but you'd come out of it and you would say, I've got two gifts wrapped up in one. One is about my love for people. The other is about really listening. And you'd somehow find a song. You would find a song that embodies that incredible gift that you have. And it's not just choosing the music. I think that we're all uniquely wired and we all resonate with music in highly unique ways. The music connects with our own inner cadence, our own rhythm, our own speed, our own... So you would choose the particular music that embodies that gift that you're bringing to who you are as an interviewer. So... Barbara, I have a quick question. And everything you said about music, I can completely identify with because we use it to rev us up. We use it to, it's actually a mood altering. It has mood altering effects on us. And, and for me, it's what's so amazing is how subconsciously, not even intentional, but subconsciously, the song that I need at any given moment will come into my head to help me deal with that particular moment that it is, you know, and if I'm feeling sad, then automatically a song that represents how I'm feeling. It's, it's like musicians are able to write the songs that help us make sense of how we feel it. 
like a Satan question. Absolutely. So John Dewey has written about this, that a musician, and I'm thinking of Adele. Adele wrote, she won a Grammy Award for her song, Someone Like You. And the song is about someone who's been dumped by a boyfriend. And the song is all about her working through that breakup. And she starts off feeling a bit mournful. And she works through her resolution and her ability to accept that someone like you was someone she loved and that she could let go. So what art does, and this is more of a psychoanalytic explanation of art, that art masters pain. It also captures joy. And so I can tell you after years of listening to people's choices, there isn't anything that an artist hasn't written about. Whether it's crying on my beer, crying over my beer if you're living in Texas, or whether it's love for God if you're living in Israel or whatever. You know, music, because it's so connected to our soul, the art of the musician is translating that music of the soul into real music that we can hear. And good music is universal. And good music, if it's sad and you know that's exactly the sad song that you needed to hear, that will amplify and comfort you and mirror your mood. And that's the power of music. That's the power of music. Why is it relevant to you and in what you do? Cherie, so... Let me try and give you a short answer. I had um, a really life-changing experience in my late 20s, and it was a transformative experience when I was living in America and had gone down an uncomfortable road with a job that that I wasn't suited to. And I was listening to music and dancing myself silly at night just to cope with being in a job I didn't like. And... One day I was listening to a song and the process of listening to the song was so profound that it changed me. I found that the song helped me remind me of who I was. It was so life transforming that I promised myself that I wanted to help others learn to listen who they really are. And so I went on to get the training and the tools. I went to, at the time, Hahnemann Medical School in Philadelphia, and I did a degree in creative arts therapies because I wanted to learn what is the psychology of creativity, what are we listening for, how does creativity work, how is pain worked through. And so it was really following a very personal calling, and I have spent uh, um, the last 20 years just bringing that into being. And it's been an exciting journey. I've had to be really patient because it's it's not music therapy. It's using music as a flourishing practice, as a way to water the seeds of your deeper self. And so, yeah. It sounds so incredibly beautiful. Um, it's not therapy, you said. You want to use an example to show what you mean. There is a song that that I'm going to play for you now. It's a song by a composer called Yanni. And in this song, this is a song that I would call, it's my soul song. 
And in this song, what I hear is this inner wellspring of my own being. It's that part of my soul that is eternal, that bubbles up, that reaches out, that loves life, that loves people. And I'm just going to play you a couple of minutes so you get a flavor of the song. Um, it's called In the Mirror, but for me, it's not really about In the Mirror. It's about the wellspring within. So let me play it for a couple of minutes. Therese, just listening to that song, what did you notice about this song? What This is what I would do in a group. I would say, what did that song tell you about me? What did you notice? What did you hear in the song? I probably need to be more trained, but that was such beautiful music. And it was very calming. It was, it, it sounded to me a bit waterish, which for me is always very beautiful, running water, a movement. It was really, really beautiful. Oh, Cherise, thank you. So, so that's what that music is for me. When I play it, I mean, I experience my heart beating. I feel so connected to me at my best and what I'm here to do in the world. I, I'd say it's deeply connected to my purpose. And often I will play it before I do a session or if I want to get myself to really remember uh, what I'm here to do in our world. So, so it's really a very personal calling. And I'm so happy to say that with lots of work over a long stretch of time, I finally reached a dream of not only having had the opportunity to offer this music on three continents, America and Holland and in South Africa and Zimbabwe actually as well, but I've touched thousands of lives and now I'm training facilitators to do Finding Us in Music. I'm doing that globally and I'm happiest when I'm just doing that work because people are learning how to listen generously. So there are two pieces to it. One is I invite people to present their song and I'll speak later about 
different kinds of themes, but just say this is about a soul song, a heart song. What would be your song? So you have a week to choose your song, and then people are invited to listen in a very particular way, to listen without judgment, to listen with an open heart and mind, and to listen with the intention to understand. And so just the invitation to listen changes the space. And we listen to the song two or three minutes in a group. And it is remarkable to me how with not much training, but with a certain invitation, a certain guidelines to evoke a different kind of listening, people really change how they're listening. And then people give feedback and people notice. I mean, you you notice the water. And actually that song arose, I was compiling a playlist when I was moving from Houston to near Santa Barbara in California. And there's a phrase, an interbelly phrase that I have for what an innovator is. It's called, I haven't done the click that well. But the phrase is one who is unafraid to jump into uncharted waters. And California were uncharted waters. So I did a, so Charisse, it was about water. And it happened at a time when I was moving from the safety of Houston to a new place in California, in Santa Barbara. And I was looking for a song that was about jumping into uncharted water. And it was a little scary. And I was looking for a song about water. And you had said that that Yanni song reminded you of water. And as I went through my own reflective process, I realized that Yes, I'm jumping into uncharted waters, but there's a whole wellspring within me that is there that I can trust and know. And so I didn't need to be afraid. And so I've tried to illustrate how we can all dialogue with music at a deeper level. And I just think one of my favorite speakers on the subject of music is Bono. Of you two, and Bono said, it's such an extraordinary thing, music. It is how we speak to God finally or how we don't. It's the language of the spirit. And if there is a spirit, music is the thing that wakes it up. And it seems to be how we communicate on another level. And it's how we communicate with ourselves and how we can learn to communicate with other people. So, Sharice, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to share this passion of mine with you and your listeners. And yeah, I'm so honored. Barbara, I, I really have enjoyed the topic. And um, I think I'd like to have you as a guest again, because we, we are running out of time. And I know you're going to play out with one of my all-time favorite songs that incidentally talks to me as an African, because uh, for me, when I think of Africa, I romanticize it. But I think the next time we get together, I'd like to know the difference between music therapy and specifically what it is that you do and the differences between them. We don't have time now. Do you want to introduce my song? Sure. So, so this song is called Africa and it is, it's by Toto and just a little history. It actually came out in 1982 and it has over a billion hits on Spotify, which is a huge number. 
But we're going to play out with it. And Sharice, maybe you can tell us what you love about the song, just briefly, and then we'll play. So, um, Barbara, I'm a romantic, especially when it comes to Africa. And I think the continent, I have such a love for the, the ideas of what the continent holds, whether it's Old Maya Gorge or the Serengeti or the animals or the, the, the scenery or whatever it is. And I think the song for me captures all that love and all that romance and all the beat that Africa holds and the potential and a healing place. So I think that that for me is just like an expression of my love for Africa. That is beautiful. So here we go. Gonna take some time today. 